Gotcha. Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank you for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on iTunes. I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. Thank you for all your emails. Oh, and uh, yeah, no, you can't hear really any audio out of the, the ear part. It's just you know, We're just kind of sitting really close to each other. So, okay. yes, I have a guest in the studio here today. Uh, for those longtime listeners, this name will be familiar to you because he did our metal show last year, and I got lots of good feedback on that. So I know you're going to be happy to hear his voice on the show this week. Welcome, one of my very, very good friends, Logan. Yay. Hey. What's up, Joey? How Thanks for doing, having Morgan? me. Yes. Thanks for coming over. I initially just came over to hang out, and I was like, you want to do a show? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, as much as I get to hang out with them, uh, we, we don't get to see each other very often, but uh, it's always special when you do come around. So well, thank thanks. You. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. This is not going to be a three-and-a-half-hour show. <laughs> thank God. Just letting everybody know that in advance. Uh, but And I enjoyed that show. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but It was a fun show to do. Yeah, I had a... It ma- just can get long-winded. Yeah. That was the biggest headache uh, of editing ever. Not not because of us, not because we were bad or anything, but I had to repost the show because the file was too large, and then I had to post it in two parts. And I'm getting all these emails from the from the listeners like, <laughs> I can't hear the music. They heard us just fine. The, they when, couldn't hear songs. It, when it came time to like, oh, here's some Metallica, and nothing. Like eight minutes of nothing. That was Lulu, actually. <laughs> hey, we, we up, it upgraded. <laughs> ah, Yes. But this is not the annual metal show. We probably should have one at some point uh, again. But uh, what I figured, we were talking about it uh, while we were just hanging out. And I said, hey, you know what? I've been meaning to do this theme for a while. So let's just have Logan up here talk about some concert memories. Yay. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. So it's going to be freeform conversation. I do not have a set set list in front of me. We're just going to go with it. I literally am just going to start with the only question I have prepared was Logan. Whether it you can talk about your first embarrassing concert or your first real concert that you went without your parents or something, because I know that's what a lot of people's bag was. Yeah. Um, what was the first concert it you was, ever went to? Well, you know, uh, early '80s. After baseball games, it, you would, and like I'd mentioned before, uh, you saw like Third String, Beach Boys, <laughs> the Monkees with only Two Davy of, Jones or somebody right, like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Bands that I like, but without the full lineup, right. it's, it's a little, it's, it's pretty the, invalid. The the patch, the patchwork. It's bands. worthy. It's worthy of a. Free it's like only having one of the four tops, but it's, anyhow, it's worthy of a free concert after your right. baseball game, right? Or Six Flags uh, admission. But my first legitimate ticket with a band name on it, seat, price, everything was uh, 1985 Iron Maiden World Slavery Tour. Damn, man. Uh, that was with Wasp opening up. Yes. And actually, my dad took me. And some random kid named Julio, <laughs> who lived in my neighborhood. You and Julio down by the school down, yard? Down by the... Uh, well, he had better seats than me, I think. <laughs> oh, man, Julio yeah. did you wrong. <laughs> he, he did, but that's cool. It's cool. It, it, you know, I was just happy that I was able to see a, a legitimate show. And it's set the bar for many all of the other artists out there. Yes. So uh, how was uh, how was Wasp? I, Wasp? I, I know this whole story, but I want the right. listeners to well, know. And the, the funny thing was, uh, even before the show got started, uh, 
gal behind me had spilt beer all over me. I was like 15, <laughs> 14. And uh, so pre-show was a little damp and what have you. But my dad actually watched Wasp with me. Okay. And it was it was cool. Blackie Lawless did all, you know, he had the saw blade, you know, cockpiece. Cock Oh, it says 85, so they're probably just playing the first yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's it like was, Love Machine, right, I Want to uh-huh. Be Somebody, yep. Fuck Like a Beast. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which I played on the last episode. Exactly. So <laughs> he did his bit where he had the uh, the skull and ripped off the, the mandible and did the blood. Yeah. Classic stuff. Right. And did, then he raw of course, meat? did he do the raw meat bit? That you moment. know, I, I don't think he did the raw meat bit okay. uh, then. But oddly, my dad left um, after that because apparently he was just a Wasp fan and not a Maiden fan. Yeah. Oh, he probably just tapped out. So, um, and he. Well, what he, venue he was left. this? At? It was at Reunion Arena. Okay, thank you. Uh, Where so the Dallas was, Mavericks used to play. And yes. and and that was. I I won't say it's whenever Maiden was had made itself into that. I mean, because they they had already played pretty sizable venues. Yeah. Uh, probably twelve, fifteen thousand seaters at that point. But this, so, w- this really was the, this their was, first tour as World Conquerors. It was, it, and, and it was a massive, massive stage set. The pyrotechnics, the uh, the, the lighting, the eddies, uh, all of it. It was yeah. a full-on package. Yeah. And in uh, touring for uh, Power Slave, it was just a massive, massive. Yeah. Power Slave uh, is still your favorite Maiden album, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. it really is. It Not just because it's... Well, that doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, but not just because of the show, but because I, I think it, it, it really culminates a lot of thematically what they were doing. Yeah. Not just lyrics and music, but as as a band, they it really came together, so... Yeah. And not to dismiss what they've been doing lately, but no. when they went back and rehashed the World Slavery Tour, I've seen the footage of the original one. They didn't really get there as far as, especially that big Eddie mummy that right. wasn't there on the rehash tour. Uh, I mean, that thing where that thing that's like thirty feet tall and walking towards the audience. Since, I mean, it, since it didn't stop here, I didn't get to see it. But I've seen the we've all seen the footage. We've now seen the footage. Point. It wasn't even. I mean, like stage wise, it wasn't even close to what yeah. they had out well, there. Well, and for the and, one and I think saw. what they were doing back then too, uh, it you know, is the flight six six six. Yeah. It's a culmination that, of a yeah, couple of so, different tours. Yeah, so you know, it, it, from what I understood, they were trying to fit everything in the in, in the plane. Yeah. So, but nice to have that thirty foot Eddie again. It would have been the, nice with the big sparks coming out. You know, right, and, right. I mean, I've seen leaning that, right over Nico yeah. and that picture. To me, that picture of Eddie playing o- over the band as they're playing that picture in that in that tour book is right up there. With um, the the Kiss Alive two gatefold mm-hmm. and that that Queen shot, yeah, the Queen shot's fantastic. <laughs> Those are the three most iconic yeah. concert photos yeah. ever to me. I mean, like I will, I I remember this is a weird thing. My my dad used to have a lot of friends at radio stations, and he'd always give me free Billboard magazines because oh, I cool. was I was into that. The first things I was reading was Billboard magazine. Lucky, so yeah. it was highlights. <laughs> I, Thanks, Goofus yeah. and Gallant. You guys are reading highlights. I was reading Billboard. They had a metal issue, 
And one of the things they put in the middle of it was that photo. Oh, was it? And that was the first one of the first major impressions of Maiden I ever had. Besides just going to the record store and seeing the album covers, those blew my mind. You were probably like what four, five, five, six years old, yeah. maybe. Yeah, five. And seeing, seeing that that photo, oh, oh. yeah, yeah, that's like just saying. I want to be there. Yeah, is is the first thing that you're thinking. Yeah, I want to be there. And you were doing that at yeah. the same time. And I was, I was doing about that. it, and you were there. Um, hey man, let's go with that first song. Let's play something off Power Slave. What do you want to hear? Uh, you know, uh, I I think I got to hear Flash of the Blade. It, uh, they didn't play it on the tour. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Flash of the Blade. Yes, and I will ask you a couple more questions about that show when we come back. Till then, this is Iron Maiden with Logan's favorite song by Iron Maiden. Flash of the Blade. Turn it up. <laughs>
right, that was Flash of the Blade off of the 1984 record. Power Slave. Yes. Yeah, Power Slave. That's uh, that's not the last song on the album because the last song is Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Right. But it's like it's like right before that or on the B side. It. I think it was the last song on side one. Oh, okay. I All right. think. All right then. That's cool. It's it's right over there if you need it. But you know, oh yeah. Sometimes I don't do that. But um, these aren't side one, side twos. So. Yeah, yeah. It's that's the difference we got the between idea. CDs and vinyl. So you mentioned it's one of your favorite Maiden songs, if not your favorite. What was your favorite song that night? What really got you? That's a good one, right? Um, probably "Running Free" because it, uh, of course, it's still a classic of theirs yeah. that, that they play. Big sing along. Big sing along. Yeah. Uh, you know. Did you, was your voice like shot the next day by Alan yeah? Running free? Probably. Uh, my dad says that I was high from all the secondhand smoke gotcha. um, in in the arena. I didn't see it, but um, <laughs> like everybody's first concert er, was probably yeah. the first time everybody smelled weed. It, it was it was the first time I saw somebody use a, an aerosol can and a lighter. And of course, you know it's the '80s, so yeah. you know it's just taking your ticket. They're not right. patting you down for anything. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, it was the little. Fire burst out, yeah. you know. Somebody on the floor, a couple people actually. Yeah. Did you get a um, Did you get a shirt or anything? Yeah, yeah. I still have I still have my shirt actually. Yeah. How much? Well, do you remember how much it was? God, man, I think it was fifteen dollars. Wow, that was probably a lot I, then too. Yeah, I mean, it was because <laughs> they're like forty five and fifty now. Yeah, and, and what I just spent forty. Yeah. On 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 the one. Just yeah. about a month or so and ago. Maiden's got a great gimmick. They're in Kiss land when it comes to this. Like when, and, and even more so because Kiss doesn't do this all too mm-hmm. much. They've only done it for a couple of tours. No. But now Maiden has this thing when they come, especially. I mean, we only Texas, know it, we only know it by Texas. There, there's they usually do a handful of markets. There's usually a New York event shirt, a yeah. Canadian event shirt, yeah. uh, a California event shirt, and Texas. <laughs> Anywhere in flip Every once in a while, and, uh, did I say <laughs> Florida? Did I say Florida? Did I, they? I didn't hear Florida. Well, but, I've seen yeah. them do one for Florida. So only um, certain markets get the event shirt? Only certain okay. markets do. Uh, I think and they did different countries a, right. and, and provinces Cities. and stuff like that. They they do one of more, the, probably the most unique thing as far as any band does. And I'm surprised yeah. Kiss hasn't done that. They've done now it. Now that but you they mentioned just, that. They, 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 on the reunion tour, they just changed the city name right. on the thing. So they right. didn't really have like I've spec- seen that. Specific area. You too did that, where they just had uh, event shirts that were yeah. a sort of a blueprint of every single stadium yeah. that they played. That's cool. And, oh, the had, and, and nice. you know, it was just an aerial kind of blueprint. I think thing. I've seen one of those. Yeah, before. it was. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of cool, but yeah. So the um, the actually, let me kind of go back on that. Um, we're talking about the Kiss one, okay. right? Um, when when they did their quote unquote farewell tour, mm. uh, when we saw them at Fort Worth Convention Center, because we both went to that show, uh, they actually sold Ted uh, Nugent opened up. Is that yeah, the one, the one with okay. Nugent Skid yeah. Row? Yeah. yeah. So they Johnny did, Solinger Skid Row. Yeah, Johnny okay. Solinger Skid Row. So the adventure for that was really cool, and I think they did this for every stop. Is they had every tour date printed on that venue that they and anytime they had played the Fort Worth Convention Center, right that date is on the back of that shirt. So I did buy that oh, shirt because okay. that's pretty cool. That's cool. That is cool. Um, but yeah, the Maiden one you got this time around, I was jealous because uh, th- it's a great shirt. It, it, it's a really good... I, actually, I like the other one, the last one that I got for oh, the Final Frontier. One? Yeah. Yeah, because it had the, the Ace is High, but 
it promoted Fort Worth, which was really strange because, yeah. you know, they played Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. Yeah, no Fort Worth. They should play Fort Worth. No, no, no. They, they'd have to play two dates at Fort Worth. Well, yeah. Because the, the convention center over there is pr- still pretty small. But that'd still be nice. Is it like a 10,000? You can get 10,000 people in there, maybe. Yeah, but, you know, but, uh, I I bet you if they play two, they would have to play two nights. Yeah, they could. I, 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 would, I would think, at least, yeah, yeah. you know. But I, I did like that one. Now, the one for this one was really cool, though, because it had Eddie with this Made in England logo. Well, yeah. You know, he's on his, on his stallion. Horse. Yeah, his demonic with, horse. Yeah, <laughs> and holding uh, holding the tattered battle-worn flag, and he's jumping over the Alamo. Yeah, which the is Alamo's like firing. a fire. Yeah. I mean, it's just firing cannons, and you know that, you know, Daniel Boone's in there dead. Yeah. <laughs> Texas is about to give up completely. Yeah. You know, but it's a cool shirt. It's a great shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had they, they had some really cool event shirts. You can actually find them still uh, out on their website. I need to do that. Actually. So, so I'll be the website. Angle. Yeah, ironmaiden.com. Yeah, Eddie store. So, I almost hesitate to do. What this. was yours? What was your first show? Oh, yeah. You um, just, I went to the World Slavery Tour. Now, hey. I love my first show, but okay. if you're if you're if you're pl- if we're in versus mode here, you're winning. I mean, there's no question about this. I it's think not a competition. I realize it's not a competition, but as music snobs go, you know. <laughs> so my first show was October 1988 at the Abilene Taylor County Convention Center how, how, how Coliseum. Big how big is that? It's like the size of uh, Tarrant, Tarrant County. County. It's about a ten thousand seater. Yeah, and the only ones that came to see our ass was like Kiss. Every year, starting in like eighty three, eighty four. Well, yeah, because yeah, yeah. But then they stopped coming about the time I probably could have gone, so they didn't come through for Crazy Night. So I was bummed about that. But right. the, pretty much the biggest band in that genre at the time was Poison, or at least oh. they had just put out their second album oh. and they were big stars. Oh. So mm. I went to go see Poison mm. at the Taylor County Convention Center opener. The opener was Britney Fox. Britney Fox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So the first stiffs I ever saw on stage. I remember this now. I remember were, us talking was, was about Brittany this. Fox, and they played. Brittany they Fox. opened up with Rock Revolution. Oh, and uh, you know they they had the two big hits on MTV. They even had hits on MTV at the time. Girl School and Long Way to Love were Let's, big. Let, you're using the word "hit" a little loosely, I think. I'm talking about like, uh, and for people around my age, you're going to understand this, but the Dial MTV hit. Uh, the yeah. Dial MTV. Yeah. Wow, I yeah. forgot about that. So the dial MTV hit, people could just call in, and I remember Brittany Fox showing up. Go ahead, go ahead and open your beer on yep. the radio. Yeah. There you go. There that ties go. into the Wasp thing, because uh, you're drinking Budweiser. Yep. Chris Holmes with his Budweiser guitar. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Rest in peace, Chris Holmes. He's not dead. <laughs> Although you would think so, watching the Metal Years. Yes, good call. Yes, the man is still alive. Sorry, I didn't, yeah, didn't want to. No, 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 that's all right. But here's the funny thing about growing up in a city like Abilene, Texas. No one came to see us. Poison all of a sudden books a date and comes to town. That's pretty and, cool, though. And they had like two or three days off before our show, so they just came out here. To Abilene. And they took over the city. I mean, wow. the, 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 the 6 o'clock news had poison stories every wow. night. Like where they ate, shenanigans at the hotel. Uh, Were there know. any protests? I mean, because uh, you got Abilene Christian There might have been, yeah. I mean, yeah, not that it's not kind of a Jesus town, but I didn't really feel that. If really? it was there, I didn't feel we it. We had protesters at Iron Maiden. Oh, I bet. I yeah. didn't run into any protesters at mine. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I miss the protesters, actually. You know. It, they, they've taken a lot of the evil. Of course, all, all well, these there's guys have grown up and yeah. they got reality shows or... Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not Whatever. as fun anymore it's, because if we get protesters now, it's Westboro, and that's just plain evil. Mm. We don't have the fun little back and forth we yeah, have with the, with that's the Jimmy like, Swagger type guys. That's, you know? The Westboro is, is like just stupid. Yeah. Stupid stuff. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other show. That's a whole other. That's not even a show. Yeah. So I po- give it that Poison comes to town, and, and. That's cool, though. I, I got to go on a school night. My dad took me. And uh, it, not that my dad was a good guy or anything. And it was for but, Open Up and Say Ah? Yeah, it was Open Up and Say Ah. Really? Yeah, and. Um, and, and they came out. It was a cool stage show. There's not really. I've I found fair footage of this on YouTube because is that Unskinny Bop. No, no, that was uh, that was on the third album. The, the okay. Open up and say, oh, it's like nothing but a good time. Okay. Fallen okay. Angel. All right. Um, Mama don't dance. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they come out and they had these like green slides on both sides of the stage, <laughs> and so all all the guitarists came out on the slides. <laughs> And you know, Ricky's just said. I was going to say, did Bobby Dahl just stumble his way down? <laughs> no <laughs> slide, even. No, he slid down with everybody. I swear they had green slides. I, I if if I dreamt this, but I swear that that's what they came out on. That's the, I mean, that's a good entrance. And they had a um, they had a uh, like a firehouse pole behind Ricky Rocket's drum set. So at one point, when Ricky's taking a solo, there wasn't a chick attached to it. No, there should have been. There should have been. They really missed the boat. on Even Duran Duran did that. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> And remember when they were taking solos, Brett would take the pole, and apparently it went down to a backstage area. So that's, yeah, that's a cool logistically, little... I can see where that makes yeah. sense. Uh, sadly, I can't tell you that I saw the whole whole show because it was oh, a school night, school and my night. Mo- my mom mm-hmm. demanded that my dad get me home at a certain time. I was eight years old, dude. Yeah, that's cool. Now here's the other, here's the cool part about it is even though I didn't get to finish the show, I remember reading the review in the paper the next day and being all bummed out that I didn't get to see them play "Talk Dirty to Me." And apparently right. they closed with "Rock and Roll All Night." Right, right. And uh, but the only good part about it was I should have you know I didn't get to get a shirt. I probably should have begged for yeah. a shirt. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't get one. But like Buzz got around that day at school, and I, apparently that I was like went? the only kid in wow. my class that went. I think, wow. or even in like my grade, uh, you know, or like even in a few grades. Man. And so I was like cool for like a day or two. And that was about it. You know, but, my kids eight right now. I can't imagine her even to, wanting to go to a yeah poison. Or you're exposing her to secondhand like marijuana smoke, <laughs> right? Because that's the first time I smelled Don't it. Tell your mom. I had no idea. I could. I couldn't tell you what that was. I just thought it was some right. funky odor coming from the stage. Or I, something. You know, I I I don't recall it like my dad does, but whatever. Yeah. We'll, we'll just let it be over there in 1985. Like yes, bowling for soup. Understand? <laughs> yes. So are we going to hear some poison? Either that or Britney Fox, you choose. Oh my God! You're, you're the guest. You know what? That is your call. Okay. Because let's go. I haven't played Poison on the show. What? I'm. I don't think I have. I could be totally wrong about this, but I don't recall. So I'm going to play my favorite Poison song, Uh-oh. one that they don't play. Uh, I think they pretty much played this at every show I've seen them since, but it's still my favorite from the first album. From oh, Look great. with the cat dragged in. Of course. And I got to hear this one that night. This is, I want action. Yeah. I want action tonight, satisfaction all night.
second song off of their first album i want action tonight tonight yeah absolutely fun video too just great like tna kind of video i remember seeing the the ad in circus magazine and thinking god another another chick metal band great <laughs> then but really but then do. but then uh they were in town uh who were they Opening up for Rat. Or yeah, somebody. that was their first big tour. Was Rat, and, uh, and they did the Texas Jam after that. They did Texas Jam that year, but um, uh, they were at the the local sound warehouse, and we got to, we stood in line and bought the record. And oh, did you? Yeah, you got the autograph. Yeah, I got that? the autograph and everything. Nice. They, uh, all of them were well. Uh, Brett was super cool. He was a super nice guy. He was really, really cool with the fans, and yeah. uh, got the autograph. I don't have the record anymore, but you know. What'd you do with it? Uh, Just, did you trade it or something? Or? Gave it away. Oh man. Ah, uh, anyway, yeah, that yeah. It's like you know, it, you know of all the uh, douchey reality shows that Brett Michaels does and everything, it's like I've always heard that he was a super duper nice guy. He was. He was, he was a great guy. He yeah. was. He was a really nice guy. He was, you know, Pennsylvania kid. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. Uh, he he was kind of uh, you know he was a. Yeah. Blue collar dude that just happened to be in a yeah. superstar kind of but world. They, they hustled. Know? They earned everything that yeah. they got. I mean, yeah. the story of them is is a really cool rags to riches story. But uh, the other thing that always uh, leaves a good impression about Poison for me, and it's why I continue to go see him still, because I I think a lot of the reasons I always go back because mm-hmm. I've probably seen him like six or seven times I was now at say. least. But I think it's that whole, I didn't get to finish the show, and I'm still <laughs> getting back at my dad for pulling me out of the show. I think there's something to that, maybe. Right. I think so. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. You have some, some, some issues. closure issues. Yes, closure issues, yeah. Closure issues. So, uh, the, the Metal Evolution series on VH1 Classic, when they got to uh, the, the Sunset Strip hair metal scene. Oh, yeah. And uh, they interviewed Ricky Rocket. How cool did Ricky come off as? Like, he's like... Dude, I knew that we were we were done when Nirvana came out. I I totally understood why. I got it. He's like, I just I started doing other stuff immediately. Like he got himself into comics. Yeah. He started his own drum company. Right. Now he right. Did, now that's where he makes a lot of money from. Right. He's he's like, this is something I can pass on to my kid. Mm-hmm. I can't pass poison over to my kid. I'm right. gonna get the royalties, <laughs> but it's it's a thing that he can do if if he wants to. I like, think Julian Lynn is a very good example of how you cannot pass on 
yeah. that child. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, you can only just give him money. Yeah, but this is that's cool. He's that that's very blue collar of him. Yeah, he's like I'm creating this business for right. my my kids. Right, and he he always comes off as the coolest guy in the band to me. Like he's just, he totally gets it. And the fact that he always calls Nugent out. Uh, He's challenged him to a fight like every year, and oh. Nugent's always backed off of it because well, Ricky yeah. actually has a black belt. <laughs> so Nugent's always given him shit because he's in PETA, oh. and so it's like he's like, "You want to settle this? We will." And he always says, "We'll fight for charity." Do you, it. You come on, and I'll come on, and, and he. he and I'd Nugent still be worried is, about uh, Nuge's grenade yeah. launcher or Nuge's whatever ne- it is that's in the back of his truck. Yes, <laughs> Nuge has never agreed to this date of getting into the octagon with Ricky Rocket, but I would pay cash to see that. Yeah, we'd have a big pay per view party for that. Right. So. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Nirvana because I'm going to uh, tell you about another uh, show. Please tell me the story. This is a great story, kids. So sit back and listen to this. And it's the one that I get the 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 most. What kind of? It was 1991, and uh, that little band, Nirvana, had just broken out onto the scene, and nobody was prepared for what was about to happen. Nobody. Not even the promoters. Nobody was. <laughs> uh, I was working at at a, at a record store. It was a corporate store. What was it? Camelot. Camelot Music. Camelot Music. I worked there for a month. Camelot Music. And I told the... I was just a part-time kid, but told the manager, we got in, you know, CDs were still pretty pretty fresh on the market, you know, three, four years. In mass markets, you know. But um, we'd only gotten in like four CDs and nine cassettes or eight cassettes, something like that. And I told her, I said, "You're, you're going to need more of this. And she was like, well, who is this band? Who are these? Why do they have a who, naked kid on the cover? Who is this? <laughs> and I was like, just... It was the second album, right? It was Nevermind? It, yeah. It, it, uh, major label debut. Yeah. Um, second album, yes. I just said, just trust me, you're going to need more. So she put in the order for more. They never came. <laughs> they never came for another two weeks, actually. Because doors open at 10. They were sold out by noon. And nobody, nobody was prepared yeah. for the way that they would just massively uh, just sell like they yeah. did. And I remember that. I remember that story too because it had streeted like around October or something. Uh, or late September. Late it, September. It, it actually, it just turned twenty-one. Yeah. The the record and the baby are uh, yeah. legal to drink. Yeah, so <laughs> here's to them. Yeah, here's to them. So the the album apparently didn't really get a, another major pressing really until around Christmas time is when they really started to get the copies in because everybody scrambled. I remember the 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 industry story was, Nevermind was the first album to go number one by trade. Right. That apparently all the parents had bought the kids like Michael Jackson's Dangerous. Right. And all the kids yeah. brought Dangerous back to the store <laughs> right. and traded it for Nevermind, and that's how Nevermind went number one. They actually credited that to it. Me. Yeah, it was it, it was it caught everybody off off guard, um, but they had already started touring, yeah. and they hit our local venue here, Trees. Love and, Trees. And uh, it was probably about two weeks after the album came out. It was early October. Okay. Um, 91 so 21 years ago maybe this week maybe today i don't know they uh 
for the first time, Trees had completely, they, they had pre-sale tickets. I'd, I'd never known them to do pre-sales. Yeah, that was always a walk-up place for me. Yeah, it was, it was generally just a walk-up. Uh, they pre-sold tickets that day at noon, and of course I was at work, and so I thought, oh, it'll be fine. Yeah. It was sold out. Well, tickets, you know, they were selling for $10 at the door. Uh, I, I didn't realize that was going to happen. But I had gone out to the venue anyway. Oh, yeah, and you were driving from Dallas uh, to Dallas from to Dallas. where where you were living, and that's that's kind of a that's kind of a schlep. That's, I mean, it's like a half you know, hour yeah. to forty five minutes. So you drive all the way out there, thinking, "Oh, I got this," and I then got they're this. sold out. You're like, "What the hell are we gonna do now?" Right, right. So, but people were selling their ten dollar tickets for twenty five dollars out in front. <laughs> we're not gonna do that. So right. we kind of just uh, walked around Deep Ellum. Trying to figure out what we're going to do. We saw a couple of crappy bands and had warm beers somewhere. We're about to leave. Uh, saw some friends of mine that were over by kind of a back back door uh, to trees. It's not, not necessarily the back door, but... It's a side door. It's a yeah, side that, door. That's any time I've ever met any bands there. That's where I've gone. And uh, a buddy of mine was standing over there, and so we were walked over to him and said, yeah, we're, we're just going to give up. We're going to head back. And at that point, uh, the side door opens, and Kurt Cobain and Dave Grohl right. practically fall out of it, kind of like a Three Stooges bit almost, missing yeah. a stooge. Uh, there's a motorbike there, and... Did you recognize him? Oh, yeah, right away. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, immediately. Okay. Uh, I was like, oh, it's Kurt and Dave. Okay. Like I knew him, like like we were neighbors. <laughs> right. Oh, look, it's Kurt and Dave. Yeah. You know, it, they they were coming from that in, independent rock scene where, you know, you there wasn't really any kind of s- star okay. uh, yeah, yeah. persona. Yeah, of course not. You you, you would just call Ian Mackay Ian. Yeah. Or Henry Rollins Hank. Yeah. You know, hey, what's up, Hank? Yeah. Uh, but oh, it's Kurt and Dave, and uh, Kurt was he was. Had had a little bit to drink, probably. Yeah. It was very, very talkative, very spirited. Mm-hmm. Almost pushed this bike over, but then like backed up and said, "Hey, is this your bike?" And we were like, "No, man." Well, what are you guys doing? And Dave, Dave's just kind of back there, just you know. It it, it was just funny, it, it, you know. It, it wasn't being like creepy or anything yeah, like that, yeah, but. Yeah. Um, but you know, we we had said, well, we we're trying to get into your show, but it seems that you are sold out. And so he kind of looks around like he's a kid that's about to put his hand in the cookie jar, <laughs> and says, "Come on, come on in." And so we, there was about eight of us, yeah, uh, eight of us that got into that show. Yeah. Uh, two other guys that I was with, and my other friend, and a couple of gals that he was with. Uh, so we uh, we ran in through the side door, courtesy of Kurt and I guess Dave. Yeah. Even though Dave was kind of detached a yeah. little bit Kurt from was the situation, the Kurt night. was a little bit more of the how many the, people can say they the got ringleader, <laughs> you know, yeah. at that people, point. How many people can say they got comped by the band? Right, and and you know, and and, and someone like such as that. I mean, this is a guy that people now hold. In an iconic status of you know people. He's do- our generation's John Lennon. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but you got comped by but, one of the all-time yeah, most famous rock stars ever. Yeah, ever, ever. ever, ever. I mean, you know that that'd be like somebody. Uh, I mean, and, and I, I probably shouldn't make this. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. But, we, but I'm gonna go go ahead and do it. 
just because it, it kind of fits in that post-mortem. Yeah. But it's like if Elvis had let you into his show yeah, and you were just hanging out because yeah. you couldn't get into his show. Yeah. And Elvis says, come on. So come on over. Kurt Cobain's your mean Joe Green. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he, he threw the jersey at me. I did come buy on. a shirt that night. There you go. That, that, did that, that, buy a shirt that's to, nice of to, you. to, uh, to uh, you know, yeah. at least compensate a little bit. Not like they needed my help. Yeah. Uh, I always like doing that. If I ever got to talk to a band after the show, I'd make sure that they'd notice that I had bought some merch. Yeah. In some well, way or yeah. like. The, and the the thing about that show was it was it's been documented in that yeah. uh, live tonight sold out I think was the name of it yeah where that guy where from uh, Ethel beat him up Turner uh, who was a, a, a stage I don't know crowd control okay and it was the one where uh, I, I'm not really totally clear about why it all happened but it looked like Kurt had done his jumping up into the crowd yeah guitar hit the back of his head Turner wasn't really happy about it pulled him in and started just laying into Kurt. He pushed him into the stack is what something, I remember. Yeah. Something. I mean, yeah. you know. Um so it, it it it's documented on the video. If you want to see it, then it's there. Yeah. It's probably on YouTube as well. So, so. A, a historical show that you It was it, for Dallas it was. Absolutely. For Dallas it certainly was. Yeah. Nirvana never had to play there again. Yeah, I know a lot of people that didn't even get a chance to go to that show and had maybe gotten a chance to maybe go see him the next time around right. in Utero where they played at Fair Park Arena. Fair and Park, I've heard a yeah. lot of people say I'll see him next time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I did go to both. So. Nice. But right. uh, let's go ahead and play some Nirvana. What would you like to hear, sir? I'm thinking. I, I, for me, it's... Yeah, I don't want to sway or anything, but it's either going to be between Breed or In Bloom. Mm. So I tell you what. I'm going to take In Bloom. All right. Let's do it. There you go. This is... Uh, everybody knows this song, but it's it still rocks. I still love listening to it. As overplayed as... Never mind as... This song is still freaking cool. So here you go. Great Dave Grohl drum fills and all. Nirvana. Hurt, Dave, and Cursed. Cursed! With In Bloom. Thank you. 
You know, uh, being in the uh, uber fall of Texas weather here now, I think nature truly is a whore. But anyway, that was Nirvana <laughs> within Bloom. <laughs> Thank you. All comedy aside, uh, in celebration of Logan getting comped by Kurt Cobain Yay. and company. Uh, good times. Uh, R.I.P. Kurt. Where about were you? Were you in the midst of the whole pit area, or were you like laying back on the stumps? Or because the... the trees actually had s- stumps. And tree branches. And coming it, it, through. it's it, it's such a different looking venue now as it was then. I still haven't been to it since it remodeled. Yeah. Whatever um. Was, so. I I actually the it, the the kids that had made it in it was a it, it was really a fascinating tidal wave of humanity. Okay. Uh. Just you know everybody it, it's when everybody was in the pit. Right. And so there was a tidal wave of kids that were just getting up front and then having to go back over the crowd and get dumped in the back. Yeah. And then just, I mean, constant, Rotation. constant, yeah. constant wave of these kids. Yeah. And I've seen that so footage. I just kind of hung out. I, I really just kind of hung out out back. Good for you. Back, back of it all to uh, kind of soak it in. I tended to do that. I, I, I didn't realize. I mean, it's, it really is one of those 
yeah. key shows in Dallas that everybody says that they've been to, but they have er, If everybody said it had, it would have been the size right. of Texas right. Stadium. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Cowboys Stadium, whatever. Um, right. And I'm going to have to do this like on a volume two or something because I've played these guys a lot recently, but uh, real quick, uh, you know, I never really got into the front row for trees, even if I could have. Oh, I right. think really it was pretty much Tomahawk and Melvin's that I've ever been front row for oh, trees. Oh, really? But I did the time I did stay away from the pits and stay off to the side of the mm-hmm. uh, crowd area mm-hmm. was very rewarding because when I saw Anthrax there in 1998, I was shoulder to shoulder, neck and neck, singing every lyric of every song with Dimebag Daryl. Nice. So that was a great <laughs> nice. For me. But we'll save that whole story for a future episode. Um, what a great guy he was. Absolutely, man. Totally a great guy. Yeah, pretty much every concert memory I might be talking about, I bet he was there. Go ahead. There we go. I'm not, uh, yeah. But yeah, almost every other concert I went to and still go to. Uh, in, he was a in, fan just like all of us. He just happened to be in a band. Yeah. I never, I mean, there was not a VIP area. Never. He really darkened all that no. much. He was pretty much out there with yeah. everybody else. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I still see Vinny at almost every other show. And I think that's why people revere him as much, is because yeah. he was he was the guy that was as much of a fan. Yeah. That's that's a difference. As almost. much, and, and, and he just happened to be a, this kick ass musician. Yeah. That's the difference between hometown fans and people that were fans of his outside of this. Right. Because if they only knew that, I mean, they'd probably hear the stories, obviously. But, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. He's just hanging out in the crowd at all these shows, and it's just like he's a freaking fan. And that he was just a dude. Right. Anyway. Um, Good guy. So R.I.P. Don Mag. Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll tie into your story in a ways in the sense it's the same uh, era, basically your 90s alt-rock. I went to my fair share of 90s alt-rock, mostly leaning towards the heavy side of things. But Was it grunge? It grunge, or, <laughs> or post, uh, post-grunge, worst genre ever, by the way, according to Metal Evolution, and I agree with them. What is? Uh, post-grunge. Post-grunge. Did you see that whole thing? Oh, no, I, did, like, I didn't see that. Post-grunge but... is like Days of the New and Nickelback and like all those bands. That, what a that... horrible era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But anyway, let's get back into something a little better. Yeah, let's... But let's... still saying the same era. Now, I, I guess I always tended to lean more towards the, the heavier-edged sure. alternative bands. You know, I like my pop music, but, sure. um, you know, I was a big, and still continue to be, unlike my guest here, but that's okay, a big fan of the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh! And uh, one of the best shows I ever went to was with my CNJ radio partner, Chris. And uh, you might even have a pumpkin story yourself, but I'll, I'll tell mine real quick also. Mine's not nearly as good as yours. Oh, really? What's that? Let's start with yours. No, 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 no. I want to hear this because I don't know if I've heard this before. Well, it, you know, it wasn't soon after that the Spatian Pumpkins and I broke up because they were touring for Siamese Dream. Okay. I'd taken uh, my girlfriend, Marianne, on her birthday to go see the Pumpkins. It was 93, I think. And they were touring for Siamese Dream in a small, small venue. Small. Okay. Probably 800 people. All right. And uh, I'll, I'll make this wrap no, it up no, real no, quick. No, no. They are playing Soma, which was actually one of my favorite tracks off that album. Great tune. Because I love that record. Yeah. Go see it. Go, go look at the Vuforia DVD and watch the footage of them playing Soma on that. It's amazing. So, yeah. Um, they, they were playing Soma. It was fantastic. It was, it was, it was powerful. It was majestic. It was epic. And then it went through its, you know, kind of ethereal, just vroom. Yeah. And they were going through their, 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 their low, the low part of the song. So, you know, the, the loud, quiet, loud part. Yeah. And somebody in the audience said, come on, man, rock. Oh, man. A generic fan who had probably just heard today or something like that on the radio. Yeah. And he lucked in to get, 
get tickets or yeah, whatever. A few beers in. Yeah, a few beers in. So anyhow, Billy Corrigan just kind of comes up. I think he had hair then. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And he says, come on, man, just enjoy the silence. <laughs> so James Eha, being as Quirky. just creative <laughs> on the cuff, uh, you know, of course, it's right fresh off of Depeche's Mo- Depeche Mode's huge Enjoy the Silence hit. Yeah. And he starts playing the, the, dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Well, next thing I know, we are into a complete, full-on band version, off the cuff. You've now entered medley town. Yeah, it was it was a medley that wasn't supposed to happen. That's awesome. And it worked out fantastic. It was really cool, and it was it was such a it was a great moment. Uh, and then it somehow slid back off. And then picked right back up where someone needed to go. So that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, you never told me that story. That's, I that's never a told you story. that. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. Did I get to tell you the part where, hey, do you want to go back there and and meet the guys? No. And we said, nah. <laughs> do you think they're gonna be like just stuck up or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had girlfriend girlfriend things to do, right? Oh yeah, fair enough. It was yeah. her birthday. Understood. Yeah, we. And we Sorry. You know, you know what that Ed, means. Edit that out, please. You know what that means. <laughs> hey, hi, Marianne. Just go with it. It was her. It was her birthday, and we had to go. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I know we we've had our backs and forths, uh, many multiple debates on the continued or, uh, you know, like Logan getting off the the the, the wagon of the pumpkins fandom. And pretty much around the time he was getting off, I was probably getting on. Yeah, I think so. So that that's where we differ in opinion, but it's okay. We're still friends. It's all right. And, uh, you know, without getting into any details or anything, <laughs> I mean, is it, is it, was it just um, you didn't like the music I, they I, were doing I, after the first two hours? You know, I, I, it, just, it's just like you do with some bands, you know. You get tired of it. And you move on. Okay. And uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, personally, I wasn't feeling it musically from them anymore. The first two records, you know, yeah. between Gish and Siamese, yeah. uh, were fantastic records. Uh, Melancholy to me was just too much. A double album that was your third album. Yeah, I love Melancholy though. And, and you know what? I like half of Melancholy. That's I, I, I don't think one it's as filler full as CD. You- yeah, I don't think it's as filler as you think it is, but that's okay. Uh, maybe if they, I'd had be done willing the, to go back and listen to it. Maybe I just got tired of it. Maybe you it know, was all the hype, there's... all the and and they were your band first. I mean, that you really because you were in on the ground up. Oh yeah, so I, they I, were your I, band. I, I saw they them. To I the saw world. them first open up. Um, it was uh, it was Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Pearl Jam, and Red Hot Chili Peppers, nineteen ninety one Bronco okay. Bowl, yeah. three thousand people. Wow. I remember hearing about those shows. That was great. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Yeah. All, for all three of those bands. Yeah. For all three of those bands. Do I, I ever s- want to see the, any of those bands again? Probably not. Yeah, especially those other two. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, the I saw them at the Bronco Ball in their farewell tour. At least oh. The original lineup farewell oh. or the mock, you know, mock one, mock two farewell. Yeah. The Machina tour at Bronco Ball. And that was really cool because uh, ballsy set list number one because they already had hits. And not that they didn't play them, but you ever had this experience? Let me know if this has ever happened. You ever gone to a show, and you know it's like, okay, yes, 
got to play new stuff. Sure. You don't have to, but you want to because it's a new tour and you don't yeah, want to get let's, bored. Yeah, let's let's promote the record. First two songs. First song, they opened up with the last song on the new album. That's, that's weird. That's ballsy and weird, that's isn't it? That's weird. And then the second song was a song that was about halfway through that album called Glass and the Ghost Children. Only about a nine, ten minute song. That, wow. that was what they opened up with. I mean, that was, it was a... It You're was not a, King Crimson. Yeah. I liked the set. It was a cool set, but I was really, thr- I was like taking it back like, wow. Starting your set with the very last song on your album. Which is probably the least heard song by anybody. I would say so. Yeah, always is. Yeah. It just has to be. That's just the yeah. way it is. So, yeah, there you go. And, uh... Then I saw him at the the tour before that for Adora. I saw him at Will Rogers Theater, right, right, which seats about oh about a thousand people maybe. Oh, I thought it was more than that. I thought maybe it was about a little two. More. It's between one and two, but it's small. Yeah, and they played the it's whole. It's a good venue though. Really is, and I've it was seen a couple. They did. Uh, you can look it up. They did the whole tour, hundred percent charity, hundred percent donated to whatever local charity they liked in the city. Right. I think that one went to a children's homeless. Uh, oh, thing. was it? They did a lot of those. A lot of children's homeless. A lot, you know, a lot of kids charities. Right, right, right. They played a door out of order, and Mike Garson was the piano player that night. By the way, Mike from Garson. David Bowie's band. Oh, David Bowie's piano player, and that was awesome. He did those. He did two tours with them, hmm. so that was cool. And then they only played like four or five hits, regardless of that. But the arrangements were so off, you almost didn't recognize them. Really? Like Bullet with Butterfly Wings was like this big tribal drum thing, and that was about it. It was pretty cool and crazy. I can I can kind of dig on that. But I like I did, where that's headed. Yeah, but I did go to the Melancholy Tour where they had the big, huge radio towers sticking out of Reunion Arena. Yeah. It was a great show. Garbage opened up. Garbage off their Garbage, first, first right. album. Garbage. Yeah. So it was a good time to see them. And uh, it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. I went with, like I said, I went with my uh, CNJ radio partner, Chris. They opened up. They opened and closed with my two favorite songs of Melancholy. So that was cool. Main set opener were Boys Free to Tread. Main set closer, XYU. Great set list in between. It was a post Jimmy show. Oh, because Jimmy had been fired by then. Oh, so the guy from Filter, who actually was good enough to where I didn't hate him during the show, he was good enough to where he passed. Hey man, nice shot. But not every, yeah, but not exactly. He was probably thinking the same thing. <laughs> That's how he got the gig, right? Oh, oh. hey oh. So it was, and like I said, the best thing I could have done is ignore him, and I didn't notice him the whole show. So right. he must have done a good job. Sort of like when I saw Matt Sorum play drums for Motorhead like the fact that when I was did, that that was just a few years ago huh I'll, I'll tell you about that later that's Orm's good though yeah he's good he's good at what he does yeah but he doesn't he doesn't play Mickey D style that was the whole yeah, thing about yeah, that's that, a good so. yeah it's a good point but I he's not a double bass guy yeah exactly but didn't notice him the whole show so huh. that was good anyway uh, Solomon Reading Arena they played about two hours almost two and a half hours wow and with XYU big jam there was tons of stuff between that the frogs were out there that night uh, the band, the frogs. Right. <laughs> not the plague. <laughs> yeah. Better than crickets if you have frogs at your show. Yeah, and definitely not a plague going on. Uh, James was really odd and weird that night, but that was that was fun. And they just played really That's good. Even better when he's weird. Yeah, exactly. They just played a great set, and then all of a sudden, house lights go on. People leave, as one would want to do whenever sure. the house lights go up. Oh, let's beat the traffic. Me and Chris actually were like, you know what? Traffic's going to be a little, let's just hang back. Best idea we ever had at a show. Really? Because they bring the house lights on. About three. Did they f- turn them off. About three to five minutes later, the whole band walks out on stage. House lights on. House lights on, and now the place is maybe twenty percent full. Wow! And they go. They're kind of like, "Is it safe?" And then they go, 
This looks pretty good. And then Billy comes up and says, Okay, guys, we're going to play about another 45 minutes now that all the no. MTV people have left. No way. <laughs> and then, uh, Really? Yeah. And then they, they proceeded to play two songs in 45 minutes. They played Airplane Flies High. Jesus. And jammed the hell out of that one. Good and then God. And then did about a 20-minute version of Silverfuck after that. What was it that I said about King Crimson earlier? <laughs> yeah. One of the best shows I've ever seen, though, because they wow. played, it was like three hours, 15 minutes. That's it, brilliant. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but I'm fine going. with what I saw. I understood. <laughs> I kind of would, I think if you'd have been to that show, you you might have gone down a different yeah, path. Yeah, but if but they get a little too jammy. Yeah. That's just me. Speaking of which, this segment's a little too jammy. Okay. So uh, let's, let's hear go. some Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. You know what? Since we're talking about live shows, we haven't played any live audio yet, so I'm going to go with the audio version from the Earphoria CD. This is Smashing Pumpkins with that song we referenced earlier called Soma.
That was the Smashing Pumpkins with the Siamese Dream lineup. Billy Corgan, James Eha, Darcy Retsky, and Jimmy Chamberlain with Soma. From she a had a last name? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, some theater in Europe, I think, is that <laughs> one. Uh, I don't know the exact uh, point of location, but uh, Earphoria, the CD, and the Viewphoria DVD are, are musts, in my opinion, because it's a compilation of way different looking and different sounding performances from all over the world on the Siamese Dream Tour. I'll have to look into it a little yeah. bit more. With some comedy bits in the middle. <laughs> Believe it or not, comedy I'll, bits. I'll fast forward. Alright. 
Uh, one last note, because we went long on that segment, but whenever they were coming back on stage to do their major, major encore at Reunion Arena, me and Chris were like, dude, we can get on the floor. So other people were starting to do it anyway. Right. So we have to jump what would necessarily be the Dallas Stars. Um, <laughs> you know, right. What do you want to call it? The, uh, the boards? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we literally just like jump hopped over that. Mm. And as soon as we did, the kids behind us got tackled by security. Wow. We're on the floor, <laughs> like 15th row now. And the, the game has changed completely. Because so we went from, like, second balcony. I was going to say, like, you're up in the 300s? We're, we're in the balcony. We're not right. in the nosebleeds. We're, right, in the, right. we're in the first balcony. And That's so cool. we got all the way down to 15th row. That's how little. It's how we it used to do it, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How we used to do it. Exactly. For Your those band who, comes on, you storm. Yeah, for and those you, and, and it's in mass, total in mass chaos. Exactly. Lollapalooza '92, '93, something like that. Pearl yes. Jam comes out, and they put in uh, cyclone fencing. It was really strange. Cyclone fencing barriers. No chicken behind, wire or anything. No, no, it wasn't chicken wire, barbed wire. It was, it was really strange. Behind <laughs> all the uh, uh, the sections on the 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 floor seats. The actual seats, mm -hmm. they had big cyclone fencing, hmm. and Pearl Jam was the second band on, second band on of the day, hmm. and everybody that was in, or not everybody, but a tremendous portion of kids, storm, ripped down every single, I mean, you know, every single big, huge section of these fences they put up to keep these people out, pulled them down completely, <laughs> and just left it there, completely, uh, just on 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 the walkway. It was second band, <laughs> you know, Jeez. and the 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 kids revolted. It was quite entertaining, actually. That's awesome to watch. That's awesome. Quite entertaining to watch. So, uh, so. Moving on here, I got I got uh, your turn. What do you want to talk about? Uh, well, I I can talk about. Um, uh, oh, I you, can see it. I can see it in your eyes. Go ahead. Uh, I'm I'm <laughs> gonna go ahead and talk about U2 1987 Fort oh. Worth Convention Center. You know we um, don't play U2 on the show. Larry. I I know I know they I, I know they don't get play, but I'm sure you like the blues. I do. And so you can play some blues. Okay, I'm I'm. I'm Go ahead and sell it to me. Here. All right, so I'm going to sell it to you. I'm really just going to, you know, I just give you guff. I know, I know you do. You, I'm you, not, you, you've been my, giving me shit about you two for, yeah. well, I don't know how long I've known you, but ever since I've known yeah. you. I've, I've got Kiss, he's got you two, and we both have yeah. a little fun with it. And yeah. it's all in fun. It's all, I, it, yeah. I respect the you two. You no two did not make toilet paper nor coffins, though. Yeah. But, That's 2014. But, but anyhow. But no other band does. No other band does. I'm surprised Iron Maiden hadn't I'd yeah. buy that, actually. You'd buy, would you buy an Iron Maiden coffin to yep. use as a cooler for the meantime? I'd, I'd, buy, I'd, I'd buy an Iron Maiden coffin. Okay. All right, there you go. Crypt. All right, you're losing me here. Okay. Go back. Uh, 1987, <laughs> Fort Worth Convention Center, Joshua Tree, tremendous. Wait, were you at a film taping, sir? I was at the film taping. They played two days. Uh, one day they had uh, the Bodines open. <laughs> Go look them up. Yeah, I... and then click off the page. Okay. <laughs> uh, the second day they strangely, 
and I'm not going to get into the dynamics about which day was the first day that went on sale and what have you, but yeah. it was a backwards kind of thing. Gotcha. Uh, they had BB King open up. Hmm. Was this? There's in a your movie? blues. This was in a movie. This was in a movie, <laughs> and uh, we had we had second row from the top seats, literally. Okay. Uh, you know the. Tarrant County Convention Center is only yeah. you know, 10,000, 12,000 people. Right. And we found our way down to the lower level side stage. I guess it would have been the Edge who was on our side, yeah. not the Adam Clayton side. Right. Okay. And they finished their main set. And I was with some buddies of mine and had noticed that they they were walking down like, you know, they were walking down after their set, and behind them was a huge light. Like, you could almost actually see them yeah. because of this light that was following them down the stage. What we didn't know was that earlier in the day, uh, the band had presented to B.B. King this song called When, Love's Com- when Love Comes to Town. Okay. And uh, you watch the movie... Yeah, it's the rehearsal is what they're... You see the rehearsal and you yeah. see B.B. King say, Son, these are some heavy lyrics. <laughs> Which is a great moment. If you're a 26-year-old Bono Vox and to have somebody like B.B. King, legend. Yeah. It's just in the in the industry of itself, whether it's blues or what have you, but right. rock and roll. For him to go. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow... Long story short, the way that you see it in the in the actual Rattle and Home uh, video, mm-hmm. in in the uh, film itself, that's the way that we saw it. That's cool, man. You know, I keep forgetting you were at the table. Not for that. not as up close, but we were on that that second level right before you get to the floor. We had great a great view of that and didn't even realize until you know we, we went to the film whenever yeah. it came out. Yeah. And then we were all like, holy shit, are you kidding me? <laughs> so that's what it was. Oh. You know, we didn't have, you know, the the sort of social media, yeah, or, yeah, you know, oh, oh. The, the Twitter account that said yeah. that, oh, you too is shot film at... Filming, yeah, yeah, filming you know, didn't whatever. go on the radio and say, hey, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't on the radio, it wasn't, you know, none of that, so... Yeah. Uh, but it was cool. It was really cool to see the way that we saw it is the way that you see it. All right. So, play some BB King. All right, man. On that note, yes, you you, you sold me. You got me there. <laughs> Let's go ahead and do it. This is our this is our handshake deal. All right. This is you two. Wait, wait. Let's Blood Brothers. You want to go ahead? Yeah. Rub it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Go ahead. This is your boy. So go ahead. All right. So this is you two with the great BB King and the fantastic song When Love Comes to Town.
All right, that was you too, and BB King with 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 when love comes to town. <laughs> there you go. I know the name of the song. <laughs> you can find that on Rattle and Hum, and you probably, can probably buy a best of. I don't you buy can, best stuffs by them because yeah. I already have their stuff. I know it's on Rattle and Hum, but it, here it's at, this is where I got it from. You're listening to the audio from the BB King Gold Collection. Yeah, two disc set. So that's also a very good collection. I recommend that. Great collection. And, actually, uh, buy it before he dies and they run out of copies. Oh, that's know. dark. Oh, well, you know, BB's in his mid 80s now. No, he's not in his mid 80s. Mid early to mid, he's definitely at least 80. He's I know that for sure. He actually, speaking of which, he is coming to town. Soon, he is much coming like to town. love. Yeah. And uh, I would like to go see him. I've never seen him before. You've had the pleasure. Yeah, he was great. He yeah. was great. Better than yeah. Bodine's. Can you see him, like, jiggle that hand, leave him from the far distance? Uh, that, uh, oh, he no, no, us. No, okay. can't see that. No. <laughs> uh, let's, talk about, um, let's talk about people you met when you've gone to see him at the same time. We kind of talked about that earlier with Nirvana, but... Uh, uh, one I can think of, I mean, we're talking about what was your first concert. Of course, you think about your first album and stuff like that. First full-length album I ever owned that was mine, that wasn't just shared with my sister or <laughs> stolen from my parents, was Twisted Sister's Stay Hungry. And uh, I, wow. finally, I finally have gotten to see Twisted Sister a couple of times in these last few years. Thank you to some of the Southern festivals that come around here. Thank you, guys. Uh, but random concert memory where I met somebody at the show found out that D. Snyder was doing a like a, a promotional tour for his horror film Strangeland and I guess he was oh. doing some radio stations and some other things Some for some reason he came out to Dallas to do that promotional tour. I found out through a friend that he was, was just stopping down to play a solo show huh. at the Canyon Club oh. which is the bar to the Bronco Bowl that we referenced <laughs> yeah. earlier and apparently also Head P.E. was opening up that night Ooh. and they were on their first album so they were actually listenable uh, for what they were uh, they, they, they made started to make really bad music after their first album but on their first album they kind of had it going on a little bit for the time was D doing his Widowmaker at that point D had stopped doing Widowmaker okay. and he was pretty much doing what he called SMF shows okay. and SMFs were uh, this band he put together to play Twisted Sister covers so where he could still go out and perform the material right. and stuff like that because in respect to the like JJ and all the rest of the guys in the band because he could probably maybe have fought for the name but he didn't Right. And uh, he was like, you know, he was the only one that really wanted to gig at the time, except for A.J. Perot, who was also the drummer that night right, for the right. band. So that was awesome. That's cool. So he's playing the show. I got on the list, and I have never felt... Who put more... you on that list? Uh, that was Roy, uh, <laughs> our, our good friend Roy. So thank you again, Roy, in retrospect, for getting me on Roy's the list. Roy's a good guy. He's been in the business for a good while. Yeah, he's a he good deserves, dude. He deserves everything that he gets. Yeah, he's going to play, actually, a pretty big part in Rock Strikes In coming yep. up here in the future. But uh, uh, so... Roy gets me into the show. I've never felt more guilty about being on a list in my life. Because oh. I get there, and you want to talk about this is a last-minute show. It's a weeknight. Nobody's there. Wow. I'm talking like... 50? Not even. I'm talking like... 30? Maybe 30 or 20. Wow. It was so sparse. Wow. I felt bad. And I actually, felt... Kenya Club was pretty pretty big you could you could get a you maybe, could you probably get, like a, get eight to eight to nine hundred oh, people in there with a shoehorn yeah, you know like yeah well five, i was gonna say it was shoehorn i'd yeah. say about maybe four to five yeah 500 was really nuts and have some it, some yeah. good dancing room yeah exactly you know there's i mean you can walk around that place and you could still or maybe i should say mosh room 
Yeah. You could go to the bathroom and get your right. front row seat right. back right yeah. away with no fuss or muss. It wow. was that empty in there. <laughs> wow. And I felt so I felt bad for D. I felt bad for being on the list. He made no money off my ass that night. Uh, he went out there. He went out there. Buy was, a beer, leave it on the counter. Yeah, you know it was really weird. That wouldn't have gone to him anyway. Yeah. He came out, and it was weird because he came out with, like, black dyed hair. Like, he's never been black-haired ever. I cannot imagine that. Yeah. And it's, cannot imagine It's not the same that. long, curly hair, but right. it was black. But it was black? Yeah. But he, came, he went out and ran out on stage. And he didn't take any steps back after he saw the crowd. He went, you know that generic thing where someone says, you know what, no matter whether there's seven people out there or 70,000, I put the same amount into my shows. That guy ain't lying. Wow. D played wow. his nuts off that night like he was playing at a stadium. No and kidding. he had to reach the very back of the room. He was awesome. He he didn't even he didn't even make a comment about how sparse the crowd was. He was Do you like, thank was, everybody for coming out though. Yeah, he's like, thank you for coming out. You <laughs> Thanks. Are, you are truly SMFs, you know, that kind of thing. And uh And he was, was able to shake everybody's hand. Oh, absolutely. Just tons of high fives. Dude, I've never been on the mic so much at a show. I got the mic in front got of my a face. Mic into your face. I was singing every lyric so Dude. he knew he knew if I he had to yeah. go to somebody for for a lyric, I was gonna provide that for him. I, I I did backups on. It's too I believe bad he didn't in rock let and roll. you just do the show. Yeah, I could have done. You could have backed it up. I could have. I know all the words. I I'm not the front man that D is, but dude, I I did I did backups on Stay Hungry and I believe in rock and roll and you can't stop rock and roll. Wow. And it was it was brilliant. Get was, this guy a stool. It was greatness. <laughs> before the show, before I went inside, I I took a few things to get signed. I'm no dummy. I had the Strange Land soundtrack. So I'm like, oh, he's promoting Strange Land. Oh no. Got the Strange Land wow. soundtrack signed. Yeah, because. I was like looking around for D, and I'm like, shit, he's probably not going to show up maybe until showtime because he's probably out doing junkets or whatever. And uh, I'm looking went, for, I'm looking for your signed copy on the wall. Uh, it's it's <laughs> uh, well, one of the one of the products of signing is here. I still have the soundtrack; it's just filed. Okay, okay, it's filed with the soundtrack. Oh, so many wall space, so much wall space. But, right. Uh, and just to let you know, that this guy's got some some autographs that are just yeah. So. I'm like, and Bronco Bowl was great because it was so easy to meet people. Oh yeah, because the bus was parked right out back, and there was like there was a fence, but if you if you saw a band, you shout them, they would come right over. Like every time it happened to me. Yeah, for those for those mid for like being a mid sized venue, it was yeah. like one of the greatest places that you could meet. Everybody, I bet. anybody, yeah, you know, uh, whoever it was, you yeah. know. I know someone that said they 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 met, they got Lemmy out there at the bar. Right, right, you know, and uh, so I've heard stuff, you know, like everybody from Blur to. Uh, you know, yeah. County Crows. Yeah, even Bowie played there back in the day. Bro, yeah. Well, yeah. Bronco Bowl was that launching pad kind of place. Yeah. Uh, before they they moved on to that that next step. Yeah. You know, unlike unlike today, where you go from not being known at all to playing in front of you know, 30,000 people in a shed somewhere yeah, or whatever. Exactly. But it was, a, it was a fantastic place, and it was a great place to meet people. Yeah. Uh, meet, meet, your, meet the band that you liked. And so, yeah. you know, that that's that's really cool. I yeah. had no idea about that show. Yeah, and uh, I, I literally was giving up on trying to meet him. I was walking into one of the um, the automatic doors, the side of the oh, yeah. ball. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, on the ramp side, stage door, it, I heard the mm. the door open up, and there's D. I remember and, that place. And he's got one of his 
one of his guys with him. Yeah, just one of his bodyguards, I guess, because he was a big dude. Yeah, maybe he was a venue guy. Getting yeah, it's probably a car, venue. Probably a venue guy. Getting him to his car, and uh, I was like, uh, "Hi, you know, Mr. Snyder." I was nervous. Just, I was fucking fanboying <laughs> it out. I mean, the first album I ever owned, and I was I had my I want to rock forty five. Uh, that I brought without the record, of wow. course. Brought the sleeve of it because it's pictured sleeve. Right, right. And I had the Strange Land soundtrack. I'm like, we're going to go with that, and then maybe I'll get that too. You know, that's that's how you want to do it. Because it's like, hey, I'm supporting you, dude. Supporting your new stuff, but yeah. I also like your old stuff too. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I love Widowmaker. <laughs> love Widowmaker. And uh, so uh, and the, the only thing I could really think to you tell him. You're guy. Yeah, I am. I was one of, um, <laughs> I was trying to think, what am I going to say? And I was like, um, I don't mean to date you at all, D, but. Uh, Stay Hungry was like the first album I ever owned. I hope that's... Uh, you that's got to be great for him, though. Yeah, and he goes... I mean, think about that. And he goes, dude, not at all. And that is... I Thank you, man. That 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 means so much, whatever. And I'm kind of trying to get the picture done at the same time. Right. So I got the picture uh, with, oh, my, cool. with my stupid hair, and D was wearing his pirate uh, thing. Oh, yeah. Sunglasses. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, it was... It, it's a pretty funny picture. That's I, cool, I'll, I'll try to find it and post it on the page, hopefully. And he was a super nice guy, and he signed my 45, and that's the thing that's hanging on the wall over there. You can see it. Okay. Um, so there it is. That's the ticket stub, too. So there it is. Right there with the 45. But uh, D. Snyder, solid guy. I knew so. it was going to be hanging on the wall somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So I'll play you something that he played that night. Let's go a little deep here. I'm actually going to tie back into the previous episode with the controversial songs. This is a song that D. Snyder wrote after mm. he went to the PMRC hearings. The he wrote, Filthy 15. Yeah. So f- by being on that and D speaking at uh, right in front of the Washington Wives and the Congress and all that, he went home and wrote this song. Take that, Al Gore. There you go. This is Twisted Sister with I Believe in Rock and Roll. Yeah.
inscribed on a record that with an iron fist and Led Zeppelin, they were cut in a rock forever. But as for me, I know that heavy metal is, and that one last handful on the dust that I myself shall see. My own is not another shabby old head of gold, my flesh I shall see rock in my head of gold. I believe in rock and roll. That was Twisted Sister or D. Snyder. I'm not sure which version I'm going to use here, so I'm, I'm doing all of the songs in post because it's just a conversation we're having. Uh, so that was definitely I Believe in Rock and Roll. Either way, it was a killer song. Yes. So it's either on uh, the Come Out and Play album or the <laughs> SMF's live album. We'll see. I'll leave it in the comments section. Much like I'm going to do here, I think. Uh, so you were telling me while that song was playing. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. While that song was playing, I was telling you about uh, another experience I had with uh, one of the great unheralded uh, rock a, bands. getting another beer. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, I'm getting another beer. I'm almost, almost out. Um, another band called Rocket from the Crypt, which took all the great vibes of, like, 60s garage uh not psychedelia or anything like that, but I mean, uh, such they, they should have been huge, should have yeah. been huge, but they were unfortunately um, only playing really small venues. Um, but they were such a great rock and roll band. They had a horn section. Uh, it was just, it was cool. I, I I can't even tell you how much I really liked this band back yeah. back in the the nineties. The yeah, and I'm almost as familiar with them as I am with all the other offshoots. Right, right. Love those. Yeah, offshoots. because there's there's tons. There's there yeah. uh John Reese, who is noted as being uh the persona of Speedo yeah. on uh Rocket from the Crypt. John Reese is a uh, just a freaking guitar master. Uh drive like Yehu. Hot Snakes, yeah, those two bands, are Night great. Marchers, I played Back Hot Off Snake. Cupids. I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of lot of great stuff that if you find his name attached to it, yeah. you're you're in you're in for a just a great rock and roll treat. Now, it, not to say that he didn't, you know, kind of take it down a little bit here and there, but um, like Back Off Cupids was yeah. was, was kind of like that. But by the way, I'm going to be doing Family Tree series with certain artists, and I think we should do that one in the future. So I'd I'll love to do on, that one with you because there's one. there's yeah. some great stuff out there. Yeah, that'd be a really good one. A so really go good. Ahead. That that Sorry. yeah, that sounds like a good one. Yeah. Um, anyhow, I'd seen them. Uh, I was uh, I had a brief stint that I was living in Austin, yeah, Austin, Texas, and uh, had gone to go see them at the much heralded Liberty Lunch, which was a fantastic venue down there. Um, a lot of those great indie punk metal bands played that place. It was it was a, a a mecca of sorts. Anyhow, we had gone to go see them, and much like you were talking about being able to meet the band, they were extremely accessible uh, after the show. And I'd met John Reese, aka Speedo, yeah, <laughs> after the show. I said, man, thank you so much for coming to town. I was, you know, 
I was thinking about seeing you guys tomorrow in Dallas. Because I was making the trips from Austin to, to Dallas yeah. pretty frequently Your at family that time. Was still living yeah, I still here. have family up here. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of friends, and, and there, there were certainly still some shows. Because I, you know, I was still working in record stores, and so I'd make trips. Even though Austin was a you know, freaking fantastic place for shows. Um, but at that point, he said, hey, Max, that's his uh, tour manager. Put this guy on the list. And I'm like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) You have just committed yourself. I have just totally committed myself to being on or being in Dallas the next day. Now, the funny part about that, that kind of wraps around this, it's my birthday. Oh, nice. So their show is slated to be on December 7th. Pearl Harbor Day, Tom Waits' birthday. Also Nola's birthday. It. Also Nola's birthday. Wow. Yes. That's cool. I didn't yes. know that. Yeah. Well, they didn't hit stage until just before midnight. Okay. So, basically, I'm getting to see, at that point, one of my favorite bands at that time on my birthday when the clock strikes 12. You know, two minutes to midnight. Bam! Rocket from the crib. Midnight <laughs> rocket from the crib. It was so cool. And the funny part about the show is because where was the show in Dallas? Uh, the show in Dallas was at Trees. Okay, great. So, Beautiful. Uh, which we've mentioned, <laughs> yeah. I think, A few five thousand times. times already tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I get to the show. Get and sure enough, my name's on the list. I'm I'm ready to roll in. I I, I talked a buddy of mine in from Austin to go with me. And we get their names on the list. We go in. And I'm like, I cannot believe that my name is on the rocket from the crypt list. <laughs> Got a picture of that or copy? Uh, yeah, uh, it, it was un- unreal to me. Okay. And um, we we get in, and I'm like, two. There's like two or three people in front of me. You you were talking about being front row of the yeah. trees, and it's yeah. I'm I'm like in the mix. I'm I'm in it all. Don't have a lot of dancing room, but it's cool. But they're right there. And I shout out a song. I, I, I shouted out the song Boy Shucker. I think you can find it on All Systems Go Volume 1, okay. I think. But I shouted out Boy Shucker. And Speedo points at me and says, Shut up. You got in for free. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and the band proceeded... To, to to go into some completely different song, they didn't even play Boy Chucker that night, but that was fine. They're like, "Well, we were going to." But now. Yeah, they they probably skipped it because I, you know, I was like, "Boy Chucker, Boy Chucker." I, I was, it I, I'd annoyed they? the crap out of them. I'm sure. Yeah. Did they not uh, play it in Austin either? Oh, they played it in Austin. Oh, okay. oh yeah, oh yeah, they so played they it in Austin. Did. They probably just they were being dick. But but it was it, it it was such a funny moment because he's. He, he just pointed right at me and looked right at me too, and said, "Shut up! You got in for free," and then proceeded to just uh, you know belt out the, the the rock and roll to the nth degree. I mean, yeah. it was a it, it's great stuff. So yeah, I know your voice has carried onto many stages over the years. You've told me about stuff like that. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. It's well, what's the pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered mm. song? Who is that? Uh, local. Stalwarts 
um, legends to me. Uh, Brittle Juice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Brittle Juice. Uh, Sorry, we, I just I, I that came in right into my head. I had to. Yeah, know. and and uh, you know, when uh, I, matter of fact, uh, they recently played shows yeah, down toadies. in New Braunfels, yeah. Texas, for the Dia de los Toadies. Yeah. Toadies annual festival. Toadies annual festival. Yeah. Uh, it usually kind of shifts around in certain parts of Texas, and they have some great bands. You know, yeah. uh, the Sword is played. Yeah. Um, uh, just ton, tons of stuff. Bronx just played out there. Mariachi uh, Helmet. Yeah, yeah. Helmet yeah. played with them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're about to all embark on a tour with the Toadies again. Nice. Um, I've but, got a, I've got a great idea. I've got a light bulb that just went off in my head, Logan. Talking Rocket from the Crypt, right? Right. We're going to play some Rocket from the Crypt, obviously. Absolutely. I'm going to do something I've never done in the history of Rock Strikes 10. Oh, no. I want you to tell another one of your stories that I believe rings similar to that story in a way. So we're going to do a double shot. Oh. Take a, we, uh, honestly, we're pressed for time here. i got to go to a ball game. <laughs> he's he's got to go on another date. i got a football game. Oh, you got a football game? Yeah. Oh, I thought you had a date. All right. Well, it's a date slash football game. It's a, fo- it's a game. football date? Friday, Friday Night Lights in Texas? Friday Night Lights in Texas, brother. All right. So um, let's do two songs in a row. Mm. I think it's relevant enough. And, you know, it's we can like do it. We're just pressed for time. Sorry, guys. Me and Logan can talk all day. So we're going to play Rocket from the Crypt. What we're going to do is play you I Drink Blood, which is one of the few songs I have, unfortunately. But it's off of a Halloween compilation, so that's good timing. It's great timing for it's everybody. Off, it's off of Rob Zombie's Halloween Hoot Nanny. And I would like, I've been looking, I've been waiting for an excuse to play. I know what song I'm going to play by him, but I want to play Seaweed. Chris? Seaweed. Christopher Logan? Oh! Tell me about Seaweed real quick, and then we'll do it too. Seaweed right? real quick. Um, uh, a friend of mine had gone down to Austin to go see uh, Seaweed, because they just don't have the crowd here. And so, uh, we had actually stopped, they were p- going to play Emos, Uh Emo's Club venue in Austin. Down, yeah. down in Austin. We just randomly had stopped at a uh, gas station slash convenience store. And I think it was their first time. Uh, it, this was, gosh, 92 maybe. Okay. And uh, we run into these guys that are at the same said convenience store slash gas station. And they had out a map. They, they, you know, the big yeah. paper yeah. folding yeah. over each other yeah. maps. Before the uh, iPhone, we had Be, yeah, before, big be, ass maps. Before they had the Maps app. Um, <laughs> but uh, the guys, you know, uh, we'd actually walked over and said, because uh, they, they had a van and a trailer. Yeah, they were probably about your age and yeah, lost. They, you they were in, in our same age range, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. What are you guys looking for? Well, we're, we're looking for emos. We're trying to figure out where the hell Emos is. <laughs> and we were like... It's not on the map. <laughs> hey, wait a second. Are you seaweed? <laughs> and are, are you guys in, in, in seaweed? <laughs> yeah. Uh, not seaweed. Like, are you yeah. personally seaweed? But, Bam. you know, are, are you guys in seaweed? Well, y- yeah. How, how did you know that? Well, we came down here to watch your show. What a piece of luck. And it was, it, yeah, it was total strange luck. So, uh, anyhow, got them directions to get there in time for their uh, sound check. Uh, and I don't uh, remember, did they comp you too? No, no, <laughs> okay. we, we, we didn't get comped. And that was cool. We, but it's just you know, a funny story, yeah. It, 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 it is a funny story. It, a ticket, you know, uh, 
well, not tickets, but in, yeah. admission in was cheap, so yeah, it wasn't fair. like, I mean, it's not like Rocket from the Crypt was going to be yeah. that much either. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, you they know, were hand to mouthing it in their van with their. Yeah, back. exactly. I mean, you know, they, so they were just they were happy. <laughs> I, I can't believe and that goes back to the Rocket from the Crypt. Can't believe that I was comped for that crap. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it was a great, great crowd that came out. You know, for both that Rocket from the Crypt show yeah. and uh, the Seaweed show uh, down in. Uh, uh, down in Austin at, at, at Emos. It was a fantastic stuff. I mean, it, that's what it was like. Yeah. Indie rock, indie punk, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Grunge, whatever. Yeah. The 90s. Yeah. They were so accessible. And they were they were just like you. They just happened to be in a band. Yeah. And some good tunes. There's some, some great some stuff. Good tunes. And we're gonna I play... can't wait to see Seaweed later on this year. They're oh, playing Fun, Fun, Fun Fest. Oh, dude, now I really want to go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, on so. that note, here's a the <laughs> double shot. First time in Rock Strikes 10 history, it's a twofer because we are running out of time. I hope you guys understand. But hey, you're getting the longest show of like this quarter. This is first <laughs> Rocket from the Crypt with I Drink Blood from Rob Zombie's Halloween Hoot Nanny and my favorite seaweed song, Crush Us All. Oh, yeah. Here you That's go. A great song. Now listen to these back to back. Here you go. Thank you. 
That was Rocket from the Crypt with I Drink Blood, followed up with a nice little twofer ender there with Seaweed Crush Us All. That's a double punch. Yeah. What? What's that? It's, the album's just called Seaweed, isn't it? I think uh, so. It's, it's on the rack over there. What does that say? It's right after the Scorpions records, because that's how I roll. I'm going offline. Yeah. No, it just says Seaweed. I can see it from here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Off the album Seaweed. I'm going with that. Uh, go get that record, you know, depending on what neck of the woods you live in. Maybe you can find that in the dollar bins because, you know, it's not like anybody knows who they are, really. I mean, not for nothing. Great band, but go check that out. That's a gem if you can find it. And uh, I guess oh, yeah. back on the road, like uh, Logan said. So. Yeah, back together and awesome. just all, all that great, I th- and I hate to say this, but post-punk stuff. Yeah, yeah I guess so. I, but, yeah, an alternative band. I hate to put band, but, pigeonhole, but, yeah. you know. Alternative it, band, but that was a rockin' tune, and it's a you, you great, wanted, great, great band. I I, I I saw them. I figured out that I have two seaweed shirts. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, I remember, remember one of those. <laughs> and uh, most of my listeners will actually probably know Seaweed's cover of "Go Your Own Way" that mm. was on the Clerk soundtrack. That's great. So there you go. That's a great great soundtrack. stuff on Let's that talk soundtrack. About good '90s alternative. That's a great collection. Yeah. Um, I I'm wish gonna, I had that. Yeah, I'll, I'll hook you up. Um, <laughs> And God, this is a very much a I Love the 90s show, but I'm going to go with this one because I was like, what's a good concert memory for me? Oh, I know. The time I was actually on stage. Oh. <laughs> Do tell. Hey, guess where we're going? We're going back to the Bronco Bowl. Oh, no. Um, this was a really cool show, even in like just retrospect, because uh, one of the bands got really popular. And another band, I'm just glad I saw because they don't really, I don't think they play anymore. But this was called the Boston on the Road Tour. Boston this on was, the Road. If you could call one of the best live bands of the decade, I think has to be hands down the Mighty Mighty Bostones. They put on a hell of a show. You got to, you got to admit that. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. They, they, they were, they were most definitely one of the coolest shows, one of the best pits oh, that yeah. I've actually been in. Yeah. And not because of the the ferocity of the pit, but the yeah. brotherhood of the yeah. pit. Yeah, it was more, it wasn't swinging elbows, it, wasn't, it, was, it, it was arm It wasn't, it was yeah. your shoulder, pogoing, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it was, it was a, you fall down, you pick up. Yes. You, you, you like fall Chumba down, Lumber. there's like five people there to pick you up. Yes. And it, you know, it Guns of the Young, I remember seeing them at Trees. Oh. And, um, 
yeah, uh, you know, it, such such a moment for for that band and me too, yeah. because it was such a brotherhood of a pit. Yeah, never seen it, never seen it before in my entire life. Haven't seen it since. Yeah, exactly. So, um, the Boston on the Road tour that I saw, this was actually during the height of the Boston's popularity because I was just not old enough to go see him play yeah. at some of those clubs. Yeah, yeah. So by the time I was of concert age is when they were really popular. And myself and the other Chris, my C&J radio partner, we went to go see that show because it was our first of-age show. We could have seen the Boston technically. Right. So Boss on the Road Tour was just all their buddies from bands in Boston that they took on the road with them to kind of share in the wealth. Ooh, that and, would have been awesome too. Yeah, and good for Who them. else was on that bill? So the first band out was actually the band that left the biggest impression on me that I wound up buying both of their records eventually. Right. Uh, was a band called The Amazing Royal Crowns. Oh, okay. Which changed their name to The Amazing Crowns later because of the lawsuit from Royal Crown Review. Right. I thought they were a great band. Good throwback, 50s rockabilly, stand-up bass. The I was going to say. The guy wears the, the, the Hanes white t-shirt with the cigarette rolled up. And right, the, right. And uh, just tattoos and songs about cars and girls, and that's all you need. It's beautiful. so funny that the 90s had that, that, that sort of... There's uh, always a rockabilly band that shows up somewhere. Stray Cats did it in the 80s. Right, right. They did it in the 90s. They, it didn't get as big, but the, the, the some of the more big band aspects with the stand-up bass and all that, that yeah. came through. So it was kind of a hodgepodge that was going on at the time. you got to think uh, that like Cherry Pop and Daddy's back in the early 2000s yeah. Yeah, exactly. and stuff and like late, that. Late that swing, the swing yeah. Re, re, renewal. Yeah, so there was more swing going on than rockabilly as far as chart popularity But still, goes. I mean, yeah. uh, they're, they're brother and sister. Yeah, exactly. And I remember Dickie Bear going out and watching that set. He was just hanging out um, oh, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the seats. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, the, the two middle bands, actually, I don't remember a whole lot about their sets. I do know it was a band called Bim Scala Bim. Bim Scala Bim. Which is a play uh, on uh, which is a play on Karnak, yeah. Bim Scala Bim. And uh, the Dropkick Murphys. Dropkick Murphys. Yes, yeah, they were there. And I remember liking Irish them. Irish hooligans. Yes, I, I remember liking them, but I don't remember them being as good as the Crowns. Mm-hmm. So that that's my story. I, I did go out and buy the records anyway, but, right. you know, good band, of course. Uh, Boston's come out, and you know me and Chris are going crazy to the point where we actually got uh, we actually got uh, separated at some point because yeah. of the fact this was great. Fan tries to jump on stage about five six songs in maybe, and uh, security guy grabs that kid and throws him out. They take him up the seat aisle, you know the seat aisle at the top of theater area, the oh, yeah. bowl. Take him out one of the side doors. Really, Joe the bass player man saw the whole thing. He they stopped the song down. Uh-huh. He took his bass. He threw his bass down, ran up the ran up the stairs. It's one of those things where the door had already closed. Right. And there's just silence. Everybody's watched the door. Wait for it. Door opens back up. Here's Joe with the kid. Nice. Like, yeah. yeah. Good. He was like, and the guy just comes back. You know, just you know, his dick in his hand. You know, like uh, he's dulled down trying the security guy. And Dickie's like, hey, you know, with his, <laughs> hey, his, his two-pack a day voice. Yeah, two packs, generous, <laughs> and, and all whatever. Alcohol. He was a fantastic dude, though. Yeah, he, whatever yeah, I mean, alcohol he's doing. Yeah. Um, and he's like, just shouldn't throw kids out for trying to come on stage. We're just trying to have fun, right? You know, I'll tell you what. You want to come on stage? Anybody, come on stage. What? And they play, do something crazy. No. And. Like, almost everybody that was on the floor was on the stage yeah. at that point. Yeah. Me, Chris, everybody. And everybody. Just, do something crazy. Da, 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 da. And it's just like, wow. And everybody, and I was doing the little, you know, I was doing the Boston dance oh, yeah. with the guy. Oh, yeah. I, I, what's his name? I don't uh, know. Yeah, he's he's also the manager 
and he's their oh, man, is he their really ma- the manager he's, too? He's the manager slash mascot. Wow! So the guy that danced. On I know who you're talking about. He's yeah, 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 yeah. He's the Jerome, but he does so much more than you ever know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So we're doing the thing with him, and we're all by the you know just just by the drums. And For the people from the '80s, it's like the Bez of Happy Mondays. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But no maracas. Gotcha. Look it up. Anyway. He's got his own Wikipedia page. So. All right. Fair enough. So, <laughs> or the one guy that plays tambourine the Moody Blues. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. So song ends. Everybody's going crazy. That's great, man. Looking out. Wow, I can see a, I can see an audience out there. Right? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. Go, <laughs> it was it was an amazing moment. And Dickie goes, all right, we're cool enough to show them that we can do this professional, not tear the place down. So everybody, exercise your restraint. Show them how we can just file back down <laughs> and then continue the show. Like, everybody go back down to the floor. And know? everybody like, went, didn't and they? And everybody was just like, okay, all right, yes, good. sir. You know, we all got... And then the show Thanks, carried Sticky. on. Yeah. But I'm sure there was a lot of back slapping. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, the sh- man. The show went on, and it That's was a awesome. great show. I mean, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it would have been a great show without that, but it went, you know... Class, man. Class. Class. So, here you go. In light of that, this is Mighty Mighty Boss Tones with do something crazy. Oh. Not even the one drinking. That cricket, 
cricket, cricket. That's what I get for doing the show on post. Uh, oh that, wow, that was. Um, we already did seaweed and we did the double uh, shot. Rocket from crypt. <laughs> Too much rock music has riddled the brain. Oh my god. We was it Jimi Hendrix? Yeah, I think so. We saw. It. <laughs> Ever meet Hendrix? <laughs> no, it wasn't Hendrix. Yeah. Uh, Bo- that was my. That was mighty mighty boss tones. Mighty mighty boss tones. <laughs> something crazy. High five. Um, I either played the studio or live version. I'm not sure, but it's called Do Something Crazy. I don't know what he played. Anything that that album is on is worth getting, in my opinion. Let's move on. We got one more song to play. One more song. I was trying to think of stuff that we've seen mutually together. And gone on a mandate uh, with, you know, and... Uh, Which was really hard, considering most of it was, like, Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. We seen we saw the Metal Masters tour. Metal Masters the, tour. With Priest and Heaven Motley Hell. Crew. We seen Motley. Kiss. We can, you know, we... yeah Oh, yeah, we saw Kiss. Yeah. That was separate um, seats, though. You were in a shitty section then. But that ties in really well, actually, because I want to talk about the Van Halen shitty reunion tour show. Shitty section, indeed. So the Van Halen reunion tour show. We went to that in 2007. We went to that. You bought that for my Christmas present. Christmas present. I remember that. I remember taking you out. You're very sweet about that. Oh yeah. Well, I remember we were like at uh, high five. High five. Mean it. There you go. So I remember. I remember that because we were went to a friend of a friend's party, Christmas Christmas party, and then I was like, "Hey, dude, come out to. I gotta give you a Christmas present." Oh right. And it would have seemed really funny, you know, two dudes leaving the party at the same time. Hey, let's go out to my car. Right. But uh, I was like, "Hey, man!" And I had some burn CDs, and that was kind of the uh, like, "Hey, you're gonna think this is the gift." But oh, right, right, gotta, right. We're going to Van Halen. And I was like, like no, "No, no, 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 no!" I was like, "Dude, man, that can't be right." Yeah, Dave's back. And I, 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 you know, there, there was there was some hesitance on me right. because you're talking about like a reunited sort of Van Halen. Right. Uh, now we have learned in retrospect that the reason this is happening in the first place is because of Wolfgang. Yeah. So now he's considerably off the hook, I think, a little bit here. So. But you know, Wolfgang Wolfgang did a a really good job. Yeah. And uh, vocally, uh, performance wise, uh, you know, all across the board, he did a, he did a great job. Yeah. At, not that I don't miss Michael Anthony. Exactly. I'm the same way. But but at the same time, he he, he filled in some big shoes. Three quarters of the way. Yeah. I'll just say that the only, the only difference is I didn't see Michael Anthony's He's, face, exactly, and that's yeah. it. That big so, smile. You know. Yeah, I mean, and well, and the Jack Daniels bass. Yeah, exactly. Bow, bow. Exactly. Yep. So we we go out there to the show, and we also went with uh, Chris. We uh, we went out there. CNJ. Yeah, CNJ Radio, Chris. What's up? Yeah, and. I'm definitely going to have him on a future concert memory show because it's not like we went to every show together. We pretty much did. Uh, we got to the Van Halen show, and you know it's nice. We got there late enough to pretty much miss Kaimani Marley. No, we opener. didn't. We saw we got, some of it. We got we enough of, of. We got there in time for. I'm covering my Damien dad's. Marley. No, it wasn't Damien. You yeah. saw Damien with with you too. We no. saw Kaimani Marley open up. Kaimani? Yeah, for I Van don't know. Halen. A Marley's a Marley's a Marley. Yeah. But they're always getting to their I'm covering my dad's shit uh, set closer stuff. Ugh. So that's what we we got there for. I shot the sheriff, and then we either way, down. it's painful. Exactly. So we get there, and I'm I'm totally psyched because the reason I am probably into rock and roll as much as I am is because of 1984. That was the first album I remember being like the album. Which one? 1984. 1984. I was yeah. I was I was five years old, and that thing. Killed God, you were five years old when yeah. you were in 1984. Man, How old were you, I... Logan? 
I know. Let's just say that the first Van Halen record that I had was a Van Halen 2, actually. Okay. Um, so. But I bet you were just starting high school whenever 1984 came out, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Just finishing junior high. Somewhere That's around right. there. No, no. I was starting. Yeah, that was that, that was that was that that uh let's uh, Oh shut up, you lived through the best music. Just shut I did. Up, okay? I, I I did and I <laughs> I, give I, me that. I recognize that. Yeah, so. exactly. It's good. Yeah, so we get out there and here's the thing. This being said, the show was great as far as performance goes. Uh good times, set list. Set list was fantastic. Can't people. argue with it. They even they even played it they they played all the hits plus album tracks. You know what? You were looking you were watching the band that was the party band. Still is. Fun, rocking, melody, yeah. hits, all of it. it, it yeah. any, any kind of pinpoint that you would have put on yeah. of of a great band that, that just brings up just wonderful, great memories of just having a good time, man. Yeah. I think it was like they, Dave. They, you know, they're they're not bringing the, you down like The Cure did or The Smiths. <laughs> I think you know, they, all those, like, teen depressing bands, yeah. which I still liked at the time because, you yeah. know, hey, who doesn't go time, to that stuff? There's a time and place. There's a time and place. But you know what? Let's go out and party. Let's have a good time. It's like, I think, I'm par- I might be paraphrasing a little bit, but I remember Dave saying during, I think, that tourist press conference, like, well, the only difference between us and some of those other bands is this. It's my Dave voice. You like that? Yeah, it's good. Keep going. <laughs> the only difference between us and those other bands is that all the songs we play tonight Somebody's been arrested to him at one time or another. Exactly. Pulled over for speeding. You know yeah, what? That's the difference between us and them. <laughs> yeah, and and you know what? Van Halen was such a fun band. They've always been a fun band, and I, you know, I I I know the L.A. the L.A. scene at the time was, you know, people moved away from there because they they were like done with the the hair and party bands and stuff yeah. like that. Wanted to do something different, Metallica. Slayer, yeah, Van Halen, you know. uh, Metallica moved from so, so, LA well, Slayer to stayed. Slayer stayed. They, yeah. they they kept a stronghold. Yeah, they were the only one. But much. um, beside that, but you know, Van Halen was such a fun band, yeah. and there's such great musicianship between, you know, Eddie and Alex yeah. and 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 Michael. Yeah. And and so it was, you know, it was sad to not see Michael in in, in this in this uh, this mix, but uh, it was it's great to hear that David. David Lee Ross vocals, were, good form, really good, good form. form. Yeah, and, and he, you he know, was funny, it, and he had great between songs. He's no Bruce Dickinson. No, no, of course not. He's not Never running James been. Dio. Never has been. Never has been. Yeah, but but he could still he could still take it to the to the the, the point to where, man, you know what? It reminds you of the great times. Yeah. So you know what, people, remember, remember that there were good times attached to these songs. Don't sit in your seat. Exactly. That's Stand what up. Do. I don't care where you are. You're in section 959. Yeah. Stand up. Yeah. Because you know what? They're playing Panama. Yeah. Show some fucking respect. They're playing hot for teacher. Yeah. And if you're just going to sit your ass... Here's two things. If you're going to sit your ass down the whole time with your family or whatever, don't yell at me for standing up. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. You know what? And just go home and listen to the album. Go home. Just go uh, listen to the record. You know what? Go back and listen. Watch live without our net with Sammy Hagar. Yeah, I know how much those tickets cost. Really, you're gonna sit down for paying that much a pop when you're bringing your whole uh, clan out there and you're yeah, gonna that's, sit your that, ass down. That's ridiculous. I, I, I feel like the guy he had his hand out. There was a the, guy at the end of our row who was sitting down and fist pumping. 
half, sitting down, half ass fist bumping yeah. to Panama. Really, dude? <laughs> is that how you did it out on, on, on I mean, because, you know, where, where I came from, we had a place where we went and drank called The Pit. I was going to say, like, that guy 30 years ago was sniffing glue in the parking lot. Dude, he was like... Second, and he bumped his butt into the second row. It was like... Bleh! He was he, he, he was finding where his dad's vodka was. <laughs> he was smoking the, the, the unsmoked butts of his mom's cigarettes. Yeah. Sniffing glue. <laughs> you know, hoping that that whiteout bottle was going to get him high enough to get through biology. <laughs> Look, man, we'd all been there. Yeah. We'd all been there. Yeah. It was 1984. Yeah. Logan Who didn't want to get through biology. Yeah. Or geometry, algebra. You know what? Fuck it, man. Yeah. Remember. Remember those days. Remember those days. And and you know, take the take the bottle of rubbing alcohol and just swig it. Yeah, and it's not like you're sitting Don't sit down yeah. and 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 Oh, party! You're not sitting down all week in your cubicle enough. No, really. You know, it's like come yeah. on, man. And what, you, what a you, you horrible might example you're setting for your kids too. Exactly. <laughs> Show you them know how what? to freaking party. If yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you're you're watching you're, you're you're watching the greatest, and and Van Halen absolutely well, was the greatest American, the greatest American party band yeah. of the '80s. Yes. I cannot think of anybody else. If yeah. you have another one, send Email. it to. Joey at cnjradio.com because I'd love to freaking hear who you think is. And then then I'll just wipe your face with carcass and (laughs) ignore you. But... What would you like to to hear, Logan? Man, God, the the, the catalog is so vast. It's so great. I don't even know. I mean, I, I must want to just, you know... Just bring up my, you know, my beer and 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 go for hot for teacher, because you know what? If your teacher was that hot, amen to you. Well, on that note, let's do it, man. Do it. And in about five seconds, you're going to hear Alex Van Halen drumming his ass off. So here you go. One, two, three, four. Hot for teacher. Yeah.
right, that was Van Halen with Hot for Teacher from the legendary five-star 1984. If there was a six-star, it would get it. That is the kickoff of side two if you had the vinyl. Oh. Oh, oh. yes, absolutely. Oh. Um, all right, so that's going to end it here for Concert Memories Volume 1 on Rock Strikes 10. I want to thank Volume 1? Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's going to be more of these for sure. Okay. I want to thank Logan for joining me here on the show. Um, he would like to thank Budweiser for sponsoring the show this I'd week. I'd like to thank Budweiser, and I also would like to direct you to uh, Burst School Metal Death, Hi, on available Facebook. on uh, Facebook yes. and Twitter. And if you didn't, uh, if you didn't know this, if you don't go to CNJ Radio, then you should have known about Burst School Metal Death at this point. You might because, have known that because I link to it every week on the show. Great. So absolutely. yes, you do. Burst School Metal Death on Facebook. I appreciate that. And uh, we yeah. have great. We we have, I have new links to the uh, brand new Converge album that's available in a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, I ordered my copy last night after listening to about thirty seconds of it. So, right. uh, new Neurosis. Uh, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. New neurosis, and new uh, under, uh, of course, this is all metal. Yeah. For Bruce School Metal Death, but uh, also the new Pig Destroyer album, which should be a book burner. Nice. Which is the name of the album. Nice. Yeah. Looking cool. forward to it. Yeah. So, if, you're, if you're really into metal, if you got friends that are into metal, send them to Burst School Metal Death. They won't be disappointed. It's a fun community. Uh, for that, it's also. We're international, too. Yes, and the link for that is uh, you just type it in on Facebook, or you can go to cnjradio.com. You'll see the link there on every show that I posted pretty much since its inception. You also find the link to my Facebook, uh, my Twitter that I'm using sporadically. Hey, look at that! Need we'll to wonder, use a little bit more. We'll wonder cease. I'm actually using yeah, the Twitter. I used it to promote more. the last show, so yeah. I'm, I'm moving up in the okay, world. Yeah. Yeah, and then, Twitter's uh, fantastic. I love Twitter. Yes, and uh, to Joey at cnjradio.com, the personal email. I read them all. I thank you so much for all your emails. And uh, hey, we've we've got. I know we've got a new listener from Canada. Say hi to Canada, Logan. Sweet. Hi, Canada. And say hi to Tino, fellow from the Netherlands. Oh, Netherlands! Yeah. Wow, you're getting there. Good, yeah, good, yeah, yeah. good. I have a lot of uh, uh, family. No, it's not family. It's family ancestors no it's uh fun babies i have a lot of fun babies <laughs> over in the asian countries thailand and india but the netherlands is something else right? but the netherlands that's is, a whole other story that's a different story we're not going to talk about that WikiLeaks. And, and oh, of, and of course, uh, to all of uh, my great loyal listeners, guys yeah. like Steve Arizina, coworker Steve, Todd Cunningham, of course, uh, Robert Bob Coulter. What up? Uh, thank you to my lovely lady Nola. I'm just thinking it's a friend show because I got one of my best oh, friends okay, right great, here. So great. thank you, everybody. Thanks, and, Marianne. And thank you, Marianne, for um, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. You guys have a great week. Have fun and rock out at your concerts. Yes.